As we continue on following Jesus to the cross, I've read most of this next week's readings, and they are they are really good. If you don't have one of our books, uh, For God So Loved, I think there's a few left out on the table, and we want each family to have one. We don't want you to take one for every person in the family, but uh, if each family could have one. I would encourage you, if you have kids, to read them together. Some of it might be a little deep for your kids, but uh, uh, it'll be good for you to just sit down as a family and, and go through these days of leading up to the resurrection of Jesus together. Let's all stand in honor of God's Word. We're going to be in the 13th chapter again tonight of Luke. And uh, we saw Jesus' heart this morning as he stands before the people and he says, the kingdom of God, how do I explain it to you? We see his love for the people and his desire for them to understand and know what he's talking about. And tonight we're going to see that again. We're going to see his love for his people, especially for the people of Israel. And so we're going to read these, uh, these last four verses of uh, Luke chapter 13. We're going to begin reading with th- verse 31. It says, at that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. It's interesting because they wanted to, too, later on. So anyway, they said, leave this place. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, go tell that fox I will drive out demons and heal people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must keep going today and tomorrow and the next day for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. And then listen to his heart here, and he's speaking. This is Jesus' words. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, Tonight, I pray that you would help us to know when to speak and know when to be quiet and know how to speak. And Lord, tonight, I pray that uh, you would show us through the words of Jesus how to speak truth into our world uh, and yet love the world that we love, the people of this world. And Lord, we ask these things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus has been preaching the kingdom of God. And some people really don't like it. Uh, As we read here, it it says Herod is seeking to kill him. Herod wants Jesus dead. Herod has already killed John the Baptist. And Jesus and John are preaching the same message. When when Jesus begins to speak and you hear him speak about repentance, John speaks the same message. They always speak about repentance. It's interesting that they preach the same message. And I think it's because uh, we still have some religious freedom in the country we live in. We don't always understand the power of the message. But understand this. If we live a life and speak the truth of who Jesus is, somebody is not going to like it. Uh, Jesus lost his life because of the message. John the Baptist lost his life because of the message. The disciples, many of them, lost their lives because of the message of Christ. The message of Christ uh, is not always received well. And I think lots of times we think in our mind, I would die for the message of Christ. 
And on Tuesdays when we have the little boys over here, we've talked about that. And I said, how many of you would die for the message of Jesus Christ? And, of course, they're all like, oh, I would, I would, I would, I would. And I said, I would like to think that I would. But I understand men's hearts enough to know that we don't always do what we think we would do. And in my heart, I think I would be brave and live it out. But you never can tell what you would do till you get into that point. And so I would want to, and I would think that I would, but uh, we see in the, in the Gospels here, Peter was a staunch follower of Jesus Christ. Peter was a lover of Jesus Christ. And when it got into a tight spot, he backed away from him. And so we always, uh, don't, be, don't be quick to judge uh, when Peter met up with a, the, the, Peter denied Jesus because a small girl was kind of making fun of him. And so don't be too quick to say, I would do it. But we need to, we need to in our minds think, and we need to believe, and we need to always be ready to give an answer. Uh, but when we speak the truth, people either run to it or they run away from it. And so let's look what Jesus preached and why the leaders were so upset against him. Jesus preached some stuff that was just uh, so against uh, everything that was going on. Uh, Jesus preached that the last would be first. And if you are Herod and you are the king and you are the leader of the Jewish people, you are the first. You're at the top. And Jesus comes in and says, the top are going to be the bottom and the bottom are going to be the top. Well, if you have lived your whole life that way, and you, and you have to understand Herod. Herod was crazy as a skunk. I mean, he was crazy. He was just crazy. He loved Herod. Uh, if you go into Israel and see the places that he built, he built places that were, even by today's standards, awesome. And they were just for him. And he would build them way out in the middle of nowhere where it would just be nearly impossible for anything to be built. And he would say, because I want it out here and because I'm Herod, I'll have it. And he loved himself. And he is not interested in a kingdom where the first are going to be the last. And, and so Jesus speaks this into his life. And this is what Jesus is preaching. And, uh, and I want us to think about that. We talk about the first being last and the last being first. And I think lots of times we think, I'm the last. You know, we look at the world and we look at everybody that has so much above us. And we think, I'm way down there. I, I, am, I must be towards the last. And so I'm probably going to be first. I want you to know that in the scale of the world economy, we are all, I don't care where you are. And if you're in this building and you drove a car here tonight, you're in the top 15% of the world. You have to understand, most everybody in America is in the top 15% of the economy of the world. I think lots of times we like to think, well, because I'm not in the 1% or whatever, I'm not. We're at the top. And he says the last will be first. And so uh, Herod didn't like this, uh, this message that he, that he spoke. He wanted, uh, Herod uh, wanted power and he wanted people around that were in need of him. And if you read that scripture this week, I mean that, that writing this week, there is this, there is this addiction. We have this addiction to having people need us. 
We want people to need us. And there are people who need to have people around them who need them. And this is where uh, Herod was. And he wanted to have power over them so he could, so he could lord it over them. And, and our government leaders, and not just in our government, not, not everyone in the government, but there's some, and, but there's other leaders around the world and it's been, and it's from that period of time all the way through to now. And they want people just so that they control them. So that they control people. Herod wanted people so that he could control them. And Jesus is preaching this whole different message of not having people to control them. Jesus preached that uh, if people are cold, you give them clothes. If they're tired, you give them rest. If they're hungry, you give them food. And if you're lost, you help them to be found. Jesus taught that people had worth and that they were not to be used. They were not to be abused. Herod did not think of people like Jesus did. Herod viewed the Jews, he didn't view them as equal. Uh, and, and many people then and many people even today view people as a commodity to be used to be sold to be traded and to use for their own grant gain or their own pleasure if you watch the news at all this world we live in this i watch the news and i hear these stories of sex trafficking and things like that of people being used as a commodity being used as a thing and traded as an object and not as a person. And Jesus was very vocal in, in preaching against this kind of stuff. And the people of his day didn't like to hear it. They didn't want to hear what Jesus had to say. Jesus, yeah, it's, it's interesting though. Jesus, uh, Herod was evil and, and he did lots of bad things. Uh, but Jesus and God still reached out to him. Herod was a bad guy. He uh, divorced his wife so that he could marry his half-brother's wife. Uh, John spoke against him, and so he cut off his head. And he did things that he, would, he knew would make the Jews mad, and he did it just to make them mad. Uh, when we were in uh, uh, Israel, we saw the place where Tiberius was made. Tiberius, uh, Herod built a city on top of a graveyard just to upset the Jews just to upset him. And he was just this evil guy. But I want you to think about, and, I don't, and, and uh, think about, God still reached out to him. When John the Baptist was held by Herod, he spoke to Herod. God put John the Baptist in a place to speak into his life. And even though Herod was a terrible person, God still reached out to him. And uh, we have to be careful, uh, and, and he, he was, I mean, he used people just as a source of revenue. Uh, he was, he had dehumanized people, and it's easy to forget that people are people. Even we have to guard ourselves against that. We have to guard ourselves against dehumanizing people. We have seen and heard so many things in this world and we've heard so many things about abortion and things like that that even though we are against those kinds of things they are still desensitizing us to it whether we know it or not we have to be careful and guard ourselves and even though that was happening to Herod God still reached out to him and uh and we see this in that Jesus and even even God's own people had rejected him and Jesus looks over Jerusalem and I think this is 
this is, is it's interesting that in this whole chapter Jesus is speaking out to people who have turned their backs on him and he was like how can I get you to understand and then he has this he has this uh, sorrowful uh, voice here in verse 34 oh Jerusalem Jerusalem you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings but you were not willing have you has anybody ever seen a chicken gather their gather little, little ones up and uh it is it's one of the neatest things ever because they just get them all together and then little old chickens are just fine there uh but but uh jesus says that the, the, that you don't want any part of that you don't want what i have to, you don't want the safety that i have to uh to uh give you and so he said i sent prophets to you and you killed them and you stoned them and God, you have to think about this. God loves these people so much that he, he sends prophets to them. He sends people to, uh, to speak truth into their life. And, and uh, he loved these people so much that he sent people to tell them of their sin and, and try to help them. But they killed him and they stoned him. And I don't know about you, but if I was trying to help, after a while, if you try to help someone and they keep pushing you away and pushing you away, which is, you know, my response is, all right, all right, that's what you want. But I want you to understand, Jesus keeps reaching, and he cannot stand for his people to be lost. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. He's just brokenhearted over this. And God has spoken to the people who has turned against him, and he still speaks to people who have turned against him. He speaks to us when we have turned against him. But when we follow him, he speaks through us. Herod was Herod was evil and crazy and tormented, and he used God's people. He taxed them. He oppressed them, and he did all these things. And God still sent people to speak to them. How much does God love people? If He would send and try to save someone like this, but He tries to save someone like me too. He reaches out to me, and are you willing to speak? truth jesus was in this spot it would have been easy at this time it says the the pharisees came and said to him leave this place and go somewhere else herod wants to kill you it would have been easy for jesus to have said okay and just left and not said anything i want you to imagine if you were in a spot and someone said look you need to quit talking about jesus or they're going to kill you what would you do i mean i'd like to think that i would keep on speaking but i mean you don't know what you would do until you are in that spot. And Jesus just keeps on speaking. Uh, and, and we need in the church, we need to speak truth in love. And lots of times in the church, uh, I don't know about you, but I see things going on in the world. And I, and about, I don't know about you, but I say, we need to do something. We need to do something. And I think our response is, speaking truth in anger instead of speaking truth in love and i look at things and i thought why didn't the church do something why didn't the church do something well sometimes the church did something but it was not exactly sometimes we don't always do the right things i uh was listening on uh on uh, it wasn't it's not the wind but it's that the bot the bot radio 
and they were talking about uh, this guy had done a big, long documentary on abortion and abortion clinics. And I think it was the guy that made uh, Goslo or whatever that guy's name uh, that was the abortion doctor. I think he's the guy that made that movie. And he was talking about the pro-life movement. And this guy is completely pro-life. I mean, he is, he is all about pro-life. But he said, I went back and he said, I watched a bunch of news reels. And he said, I watched a bunch of news stories. And he said, at this time when, when this was going on, he said, the church was speaking truth. He said, they were speaking truth. He says, they were, they were telling everybody that, that uh, abortion was murder and that it was wrong and that the people that did abortion would have long-term health effects and that they would suffer from guilt and things like that. And he said, all of those things were true. He said, but most of the time when the people were saying that, he said they were saying it and yelling it at young girls who were coming into the abortion clinic. And he said they were yelling at them and saying, you're a murderer, you're killing your baby, and all these things. He said all of the things were true. He said, but the way they were, selling, they were, they were saying it was not very effective. He said, I watched gobs and gobs of film of protesters at these clinics. He said, all of them speaking God's truth. He said, but not one girl turned away. He said, because, he said, I believe it's because that it was spoken not in love, but in anger. And he said, these girls were, he said, he said, he said, he wasn't trying to make excuses for them, but he said it was, he, he said it was the truth, but it was not effective. And this guy documented all this stuff, and he said that not one of those girls didn't go into the abortion clinic, and he said, and not one of them turned to those people and said, is there any way you could help me? And so he began, and I I just, as I was thinking about that, I was just thanking God that we have a place like the Choices Pregnancy Care Center who tells truth in love, but makes a place to where they they speak the truth, but it's it's given the little girls a place to say, okay, but what choice do I have? The the way that we have sometimes spoke, sometimes we speak truth and we don't give them a choice to say, okay, they don't feel like they can come to us and say, well, what can I do? Because sometimes we speak truth so hard that there's no love there. And Jesus says, speak truth in love. And in, in this verse 34, I want you to hear his pain. He, he has this concern in his voice for his people. And he's speaking truth in love. And, uh, and he's speaking to people that hurt him. Do you ever have people that hurt you? If you've ever walked this earth and you have ever loved anybody, somebody has hurt you and if and I'm just going to tell you if they haven't yet if you live long enough you will and Jesus is talking about people who have hurt him uh, people that he has offered redemption to and they've rejected and yet he still keeps offering and the interesting thing is that he offers it all the way up to death and through death You want to talk about someone who loves people. 
Jesus loved people, and he still loves people. The Bible gives us this picture of how God's people share the message. The prophets spoke truth, and they were killed. The disciples spoke truth, and they were killed. Many of you might know Diedrich Bonhoeffer. He was a great writer, and he spoke truth against the Nazi Nazi regime, and he was killed for speaking truth. Jesus spoke truth, and he was killed. We are called, and I don't know if it will happen in our lifetime, but I think of Dylan and those teens there in the back, and the teens that me and Luke and Bethany took to uh, to uh, wherever it was, to Fort Scott this weekend, and I think about all these little kids. In my lifetime, I, I, in their lifetime, it might come to the place in my own grandkids where speaking truth would cause them, cost them their life. We're getting to a place where we've never been before. And I want us to know, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be morbid or anything tonight, But I'm telling you, the life of the disciple is, the life of the follower of Jesus Christ is, we speak truth in love, and we speak it until death finds us. No matter if it's a natural death, or if speaking the truth causes death, we speak it. We're called to speak truth and to love bravely, even unto death. People will not like the truth. They never have. And sometimes it may hurt their feelings and it may hurt your feelings. Uh, how many of you, any of you have read in the Bible and it says the truth will set you free? I'm going to tell you, the truth will not always set you free in this lifetime. It will in forever. But always stay with truth. The truth in this world will not always play out like it should. Sometimes when you tell the truth and you live the truth, it doesn't always work out in this world great. But we are to speak truth and love. Speak truth boldly in love. Tell all the people you love and tell the people that you don't love as well. And never, ever quit. Jesus never quit. Let's stand. Father, we come to you tonight, and as we have been here in this chapter 13 of Luke, Father, I just feel like I've heard the heart of Jesus so strongly through this chapter this week, of a man who speaks, of a God who created these folks and loved them and has done everything he can to bring them back to himself. And he keeps asking the question, how can I explain it better? How can I explain this more clearly? How can I make you see? How can you understand? And he keeps asking and keeps asking and keeps trying and keeps trying. He sends people and they murder him. He sends his son and they murder him. But he keeps speaking truth unto death. And Father, tonight, I pray that you would help us as your people to speak truth, to not speak truth in anger, but to speak truth in love, Father. And I pray that you would give us the fortitude to speak truth in any situation, no matter what it is. 
Lord, have your way in your church tonight. We thank you for our time of worship this evening. Thank you for our time of testimonies. Father, I pray that you would be with us as we keep on in this 40 days of continuing to look for you. Father, I pray that during this time that you would put people on our hearts to pray for, put people in our hearts to speak your truth and love to, put people in our hearts to invite people to church. But most of all, Father, help us to speak your truth and love and to be brave and to love people like you do. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you. You are dismissed.